Thank you for listening to this podcast. The Ville Church provides all its resources for free. If you have been blessed by this ministry, please consider giving financially. For more information on how to give and other resources, please visit www.theville.church. Yo, what's good, my people? It's Pastor J. Harris from The Ville Church. Thank you for tuning in with us this morning for our sermon, right? Um, Ville Church, I love y'all. So happy we could gather this morning, you know what I'm saying, online or whatever and stuff. Um, I'm on my way to Atlanta. By the time y'all watch this, I'll probably be coming back from Atlanta. Um, got an amazing chance with um, our group EVAC Movement, Dream Crazy Jits, to speak in front of 600 youth in Atlanta. So please be praying um, for that occasion and that everything goes well with our with the keynote speakers of this conference um, and doing several breakout classes. And so um, just praying that everything goes well, you know what I mean? But it's an awesome opportunity. We'll be back there in September to speak to um, I think about 600 um, teachers and educators as well. So amazing opportunity to share our story and encourage people with, um, you know, just building hope for youth and, uh, and processes inside the educational system. So that's a super big deal. Make sure whoever's tuning in right now, please be praying for us in that endeavor. Um, it's super early in the morning. I'm going to get on the road and run out of town in a minute, but I want to make sure I leave you all with a word that I've been working on. And I'm going to be preaching out of Matthew 13 this morning if you want to grab your Bibles. So probably about a month or two ago, this scripture has been on my mind. And the reason it was on my mind is because I was, you know, some of the work I do is with cryptocurrencies, NFTs, all this kind of stuff and everything. And, um, and I was looking back, you know, we're talking about Bitcoin one day with somebody. And, um, you know, and I'm like, you know, Bitcoin at a certain point, I think hit like $72,000 at, at its peak or whatever. It's hurting a little bit right now, but it's way past what anybody ever expected, right? And so this currency at one point was less than a penny, right? Like, if you would have put $100 in, you would be a multi-multi-millionaire. And this is, this is just slightly over a decade ago. You get where I'm coming from? And so we were talking about the cryptocurrency, about Bitcoin and everything else. And I made this statement. I said, man, my God, if I would have known what was going to happen with it, I'm like, yeah, I would have sold everything I had and would have bought every single, I would have bought all, all the Bitcoin I could buy, right? And when I made this statement, this scripture hit me in my head, Matthew 13, 44. And you'll see why. Let me read this thing to you. It says, the kingdom of heaven is like treasure buried in a field that a man found and reburied. Then in his joy, he goes and sells everything he has and buys that field. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant in search of fine pearls. When he found, when he found one priceless pearl, he went and sold everything that he had and he bought it. You see, you see where I'm going with this? I want to preach to you about this scripture because I think this scripture is so powerful, right? I think it's so powerful and I want you to understand it, understand what it's saying here, right? I think one of the first things you want to talk about, like when it says like the kingdom of heaven, what is it talking about? When it says the kingdom of heaven, what it's actually talking about, it's talking about God's kingdom. It's talking about a kingdom that God actually reigns supreme in, right? The Bible says if you say you've seen God, but you say you haven't seen Jesus, then you haven't seen God. And if you say you've seen Jesus, then you have seen God. We're talking about a kingdom where Jesus is Lord of all, where God reigns supreme, right? His goodness reigns. So when it says the kingdom of heaven, it's interchangeable with the kingdom of God. We're talking about reign. We're talking about rule. We're talking about power. We're talking about holiness and righteousness, right? 
John Piper says this right here about it, right? He says, he says, the kingdom is manifested in power when demons and unbelief and unrighteousness are being defeated and salvation, righteousness, peace, and joy are happening. So in God's kingdom, salvation reigns, righteousness reigns, peace reigns, and joy are happening, right? This is, this is an eternal picture, but it's also a right now picture. The kingdom, as it begins to invade us and takes over us, as it begins to have value in us, there's security and salvation through the blood of Jesus. There's righteousness, there's peace and joy, even in the midst. The Bible talks about a peace that surpasses all understanding. I'm in the middle of utter chaos, but there is peace, right? And we'll get into why this is actually so. I don't wanna just talk you to death and you're like, sounds good, but what does it mean? I'll work into that, right? Dr. Tony Evans, he says, he, 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 he takes this scripture and he, he, he moves it like this. He says, he says those who discover and recognize the worth of living life under the rule of God will sacrifice anything of earthly value for participation in his kingdom. That's what the text is basically showing us a picture. This guy finds this treasure and he's like, my God, I done came up on something. He buries it, he buries it, and uh, buries it, or whatever you want to say, right? And he goes and sells everything he has, and he buys that field. It means he takes his posture for the way he's living and invests everything in this treasure that he has found. It actually surpasses value on any and everything, right? Piper adds on to the commentary for description. He says the obvious. He, he says the obvious and overarching theme of the scripture is what God has for you is worth more than anything else you could possibly possess. That's 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 remarkable. And I'm going to talk as we go about how do you actually get there, though, right? Because we're humans and we don't always function and walk, talk and move like we actually believe that. Sometimes we're consumed with fear, we're consumed with, you know, how are we going to eat, how are we going to pay these bills, how are we going to make it to this next place. Sometimes we're unhappy and, and not content with where we're at in life or whatever and what we have or whatever. And so sometimes what's happening for us, we've grabbed the treasure, we got a hold of the treasure, or should I say the treasure got a hold of us, but we, we, we start letting a distance happen cares of this world start to tarnish and put a little rust or whatever, you know what I'm saying? My mom used to collect brass when I was a kid. She had big old brass elephants, giraffes, anything you could think of, and every now and then we had to break out the brass so get that thing. And when she would clean it, I'd be like, yo, this thing is bling -a right? Like I didn't even know, it's been dull so long, I didn't know when you cleaned it, it was that beautiful. God has this thing where he sanctifies us and he keeps beautifying the treasure. He actually does this work, right? He does this work and we can cooperate with them by praying and asking for it, right? But let me not jump too quick. Paul models this idea of this value of the kingdom, right? In Philippians 3, 7, he says, but whatever were gains to me, I now consider loss for the sake of Christ. What is more, I consider everything a loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord, for whose sake I have lost all things. Other, other, other translations of this text says he considers everything he had dumb. In other words, he's like, all that is literally crap to me. 
is the statement. That's how he, how heavy he's going, and I want you to feel the weight of it. It's like everything is crap compared to Christ, right? He says, I consider them garbage that I may gain Christ and be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness that comes from God on the basis of faith. I want to know Christ, yes, to know the power of his resurrection and participation in his sufferings, becoming like him in his death, and so somehow attaining to the resurrection from the dead. Paul is saying, I want to participate in the kingdom. I want to know what it is to walk in the steps of Christ. He's not saying that he is the savior. He's not saying that, oh, I'm going to die on the cross and for people's sins. He is not assuming that he is that. He is saying, this is my Lord and savior. And I want to know in his fullness what it is. I want intimacy with him. I want closeness with him. I want to understand the mysteries and the nuances and the things that just aren't clear to me in my human mind that God has to reveal through process of sanctification and faith and trust in the Lord. But he's saying, to know that thing I'm talking about, everything can get left in the dust. He's saying everything, the world has nothing to offer of value. We put them on the scales and God's kingdom breaks the scale with its value, right? It's an amazing thing, that value of the kingdom. I want you to be thinking about as I'm talking like, what is the gospel worth to you? Has the treasure got tarnished, right? Has it got dull, Don't know, does not look as sweet anymore? Maybe social media, everybody's talking, whatever. Maybe you've seen some leaders fall or whatever and stuff. Maybe you're looking at God like, man, you know, how can this be like this or whatever? You know, so much crazy stuff is happening. We're dealing with humans. Humans with flesh on their, their body, they sin in very grievous, ugly ways. And I'm talking about me, you, your mom, and your grandma too. So for us who know the Lord and treasure this, we treasure it because there ain't no family for me. There ain't no loving my wife well. There's no loving my kids well, right? There's no knowing how to repent and put my faith in the Lord right let me say it like this right here i hit y'all with this scripture every week paul says it best wretched man that i am who will deliver me thanks be to jesus right he makes that statement paul is saying i'm out here stranded i'm broke busted and disgusted and wretched in my sin who could possibly save me because who could ever save me is a treasure beyond treasures because what does it profit to gain the world but lose your soul? I can amass all of these things, but the wretchedness still what it is. It still is what it is. And I still have to stand for the Lord and give an account. And this sin has a hold of me in a way or whatever that I just can't break loose from, from the entanglements, right? Pun intended, right? But who's going to deliver me? Who's going to deliver this wretched man, this wretched Roman, this wretched human? Who? The treasure. The treasure is Jesus Christ. Y'all rocking with me so far? Let's talk about this real quick. How does the value grow? How does that value grow in us, right? If it's gotten dull, this is the good news for people who like, I feel you, I don't, I'm struggling with some things. I'm struggling with faith. I'm struggling with, with hope or whatever. Like I'm having a hard time seeing God. I have seasons like that. I've had a ton of them as a preacher. 
I've had plenty of seasons where I'm like, God, I just, where are you at? Where do you not see what I'm going through? Why do I feel so alone? Where you at? Lord, come, come, come find me. Like, where you at, Lord? I've had seasons like that. I've had seasons. Never been lost in them. He's never not showed up. Maybe he didn't come at the moment I felt like he should come, but oh, he came every single time. I woke up the other day and I was, as I was praying in the morning, I was just going through the years of these seasons. I thought about the time when my, my old house flooded, not my new house, but my old house flooded when me and my wife had just got married and I'm in front of her trying to be, yeah, baby, we got this and this and that, da -da. I'm newly married, I'm 20 something years old. And I went in the bathroom and I was like, crying like, God, I don't know what in the world to do here. I don't know how to be a man, right? Like, what, what do I do? I'm like, God, I need your help. I know it may sound silly to somebody, but these, I had so many things that were significant where I was just like, God, help me. Help me. Certain things got a hold of my soul along the way. Lord, help me. Come save me. And he came through every time. I'm 45 years old. And I can tell you right now, he came through every single time. Every single time. So the value, how, how, how does it grow, right? First Thessalonians 5, it says this right here. It says, now may the God of peace, listen to this, himself sanctify you completely. And may your whole spirit and soul and body be kept sound and blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. It's saying that God himself will actually do the sanctifying work in you. Let me give you a better picture of it in Ephesians 2, right? And I'm going to run through this a little bit heavy or whatever because I felt the scripture was so powerful, I want you to grab it. It's Ephesians 2, 4. It says, But God, being rich in mercy, because of the great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace, you have been saved. I'm not done reading, but let me stop there for a minute. For those days when you feel too wretched, when you feel like an absolute mess, when you feel like Peter and you're like, I done betrayed and turned my back on God. I want you to remember the scripture because it says that God came and got you when you were even dead in your sins. If you don't know the Lord, you may be feeling like I felt when I went to the altar. I went to go pray with somebody at the altar. God spoke to me when I was on the way to go murder somebody. at a, I was at a church, only sitting in the church because I needed a place to plot it out. And, and, and God speaks to me and I end up at the altar. But when I was praying up there, I said, this, these people don't know what, what me and my people do. They don't, they don't understand how deep in, in our sin we are. And at the time I was a, a, a alcohol, I'm talking about I was a slave to the bottle. I was trying to hide it from everybody, but it had, I knew it was going to be the death of me. And for some reason, by the grace of God, the guy who I was preaching with, he mentioned being an alcoholic. And when he talked about it, I was like, oh, I can tell, bro. I know the language you took. Like, you had it bad, like me. I said, and I'm looking at them all cleaned up. I said, well, how, 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 how God's, he, he said, God said, I said, like, you, you, is he saved you? Like, you, like, 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 the bottle don't got you? The chains is off? He said, they off, bro. He said, he saved me. He said, that's my wife right next to me praying with your wife. I said, homie, say that prayer, bro. I had said the Lord's Prayer a thousand times, always because I only wanted to fix something. Like I wanted him to make something right. Lord, give me straight, Lord, get my money right, give me, give me flow. It was always for the wrong reason. I can be honest about it. In my heart, it was always the wrong reason. That day, I said, God, I want you to kill the old person, and I want you to 
make a new human out of me. Like, God, give me a new heart. And I'm not asking for restrictions. I'm saying, Lord, take me and do what you will with it. That was the first time I ever said that prayer like that. And when that brother said that prayer, that thing did not feel the same no more. I didn't feel the same. I will tell you right now, I went back to all the sin I was in. But when I was in it, it never felt the same. Getting high didn't feel the same. Sleeping with people didn't feel the same. Like I like like I, I had to go through this thing where I just had to had to, I was like, I'm not the same human no more. And God by his grace just started walking me out of stuff. Like, homie, oh, I ain't going with y'all, bro. I remember the first time I drove home from the club. Like I went to the club with all my people. It was in mad cars or whatever and everything. We rolled up mad deep at the club. And I remember I was driving a, a, a convertible. And I was in the car with my man. I asked one of my homies. I said, yo, can you take, can you take my man Prince home with you or whatever? She said, all right, you ain't going to rock with us? I said, no. Nah. Y'all went back to the crib. And I laughed all the way going back home. Because I, I knew some chains had broken. Because I was addicted to the club and the party. I went home. Man, I got in the Bible, and I went to sleep early, and I was cracking up laughing while I did. But let me stop talking. Let me stop testifying real quick. While you dead in your trespasses, he showed up. So ain't no wretchedness you got that God's grace doesn't outrun. He says, by grace you have been saved. By grace you have been saved. When you're dead, he came to get you. So when you're having a bad, nasty, ugly time, he definitely pulling up. And verse 6 says, and, he, and raised us up with him and seated us with him in the heavenly places in Christ. Your status, not because of how good you are, but because of Jesus Christ, the value, the treasure. God lifts you up. He's like, you want to mind now. Even when you're stumbling and bumbling and all that, his grace is on. You want to mind, and I'm going to sanctify you. In verse 7, he says, so that in the coming ages, he might show the immeasurable riches of his grace and kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. Immeasurable. It's a treasure now. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not your own doing. It is a gift of God. So those of you who are believers, eat this scripture. Feast on it. It's a gift. You never could have earned it from the get-go. You never did earn it. You never will earn it. It's a gift. Wallow in the gift. When you feel like a filthy pig in your sin, wallowing in the mud, roll about the mud and roll up in the gift of Jesus Christ, the treasure you've been given. And it is supposed to confound your mind because why in the world do you love us the way you do? But the scriptures attest to the fact he does and he sealed it with the blood of Jesus, the innocent, beautiful, holy, pure blood, the Lamb of God on the cross dying for your and my sins. The wrath of God that should have been on us is put on Jesus on the cross in Jesus' perfect resume. His holiness is put on you, and it's a gift from God. Verse 9 brings it, makes it a little bit more clear. Not a result of works. It ain't by how hard you work. It ain't it ain't because you earned it. It's not because you're a good person up underneath. You're a wretch. It is what it is. All have sinned and fell short of the glory of God. And if you think you're going to roll up on Jesus with your resume, think that joint look crispy and clean, you're going to have a bad day. We come broken in need. That's why it's a treasure. That's why it's worth selling everything for, right? 
It says, not a result of works so that no one may boast, for we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared. Did you hear that? His workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Let me go ahead and transition real quick. I'm going to end with this right here. So how do you attain the kingdom? How do you attain the kingdom? How do you attain the kingdom? You ask for it. I told my people, whatever, if, if, if the treasure's gotten a little dim, what you need to do. Go to Ephesians 2 and work through that. God's the one who does the work. Pray and get on your knees and ask him to do the work. For you that are out there right now and you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, listen to me, man. I used to be a terror and I was having a ball doing it, but also knew it was killing me. And I knew for the wretched stuff we did, the snickers, the laughs, the robbing, the stealing, all of that stuff, I knew we was gonna have to stand before God one day and I knew his judgment was gonna be righteous. Because if somebody did the stuff to me that I was doing to other people, I will crush them too. Somebody violated my daughter, mistreated, I'm crushing them too. Somebody steal from me, I'm crushing them too. God's righteousness and his judgment is holy because every human walking around out here is made in the image of God. They're not there for you to misuse, abuse, mistreat, rob from, take from. You ain't innocent if you slinging drugs and like, hey, they didn't want to have it. I'm just making money. Play that card before a holy God. It ain't going to play. His, his judgment is holy. But still, even for you, he sends his son Jesus a gift for you. It's a gift. You don't have to clean up. You can pray right now and you can say, Lord, I'm dead in my sin. Please come save me. Please save me. Please quiet my mind in all the ways I want to tell you how to do it and work and everything. But you can just surrender. God, come get me. You ever been somewhere stuck and stranded and you don't got no answers how to get out of there? Like, yo, somebody come get me. Tell God to come get you. If God is giving you right now, if you have the gift, if you are receiving a gift, if you are even playing in your brain with the idea like, Lord, I know something ain't right. I know I off. I know I see my sin. I see that this road is not going to go the right way. I see this ain't going to, if you see it, God is already moving. Take the next step and say, Lord, I repent of my sins. I confess my sin before you. I ask you to save me. You can say it with me. I ask you to come into my heart, to fill my heart with Holy Spirit, Father Lord, and that you begin to renew me, Father Lord. I pray, Father Lord, that you would gift me right now with mercy and grace, that I would know Jesus, like Paul says in the scripture, that I would know Jesus in his fullness, that you would begin to make a new person out of me. Because your scripture says that you love us, that you sent Jesus to die on the cross for our sins. So I pray with you, you pull up, listen, it's the Ville Church. You can go to our website. You can reach out to me. I'll pray for you on the phone. I'm Jay Harris on Facebook. Message me. I'll pray with you on the phone. However you want to get it in or whatever. You get where I'm coming from? If you're about it, you can find me, homie. I'm always outside. Come find me, and we'll do it or whatever. 
you find somebody from the Bill Church, anybody, message them. They'll get you to me or anybody, an elder in our church. We will pray with you if you want somebody to pray with you. But you can pray right now. So I encourage you to do that. You can ask for the kingdom. And if you are asking, it's not because you're good. God is touching your heart. He's already working if you even feel that thing happening. The Bible says the Holy Spirit moves and grooves and does what, it's want, what it wants to. Right now, it sounds like he might be moving on you. Respond. Don't miss out on this treasure because I promise you it's worth selling everything. You lean in by faith. You don't have to get it or completely understand. Follow by faith. Follow by faith what the Lord is doing in your heart right now. It's Pastor Jay Harris, the Bill Church. We're in Matthew 13, 44 through 46 today. If you want to go back and chew on this scripture or whatever, right? Talking about the treasure of Jesus Christ, the kingdom of heaven is like a treasure. God's rule and reign over our life is worth more valuable than anything this world has to offer. All right? Jay Harris, I love y'all. Bill Church, peace. Love y'all, family.